Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. All right, hour number two, Barton Han on an overreaction Monday. Alan Han, Bart Scott, it's 98.7 ESPN. I'm Bart in New York. I'm still in L.A. The Knicks play tonight against the Lakers. I'm at ESPN L.A. in their studios right now, which is pretty nice. Got a big win, right? Got a big win on Friday. Mm-hmm. The win over the, the Suns where Jalen Brunson went for 50. So <clears throat> that was nice. And then the next night they had to play the Clippers, who were on a heater. Uh, and that, that just things got away in the second half. It was um, It was not a great second half for the Knicks defensively. Um, we can get into that stuff a little bit later on in the show. We got a lot to get to here with you at eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six, including now the Giants. So we spent an hour on the Jets. Let's get into the Giants. But before we do that, though, Bar, I, I need to read you this tweet I just saw from Rashad Mendenhall. You know him? Do you know him? Of course, I know Mendenhall. You know him, him very much. We broke his shoulder. Remember? Oh, no, that's right. You t- told that story. So, did you see this tweet? He said this, and I'm quoting the tweet. I'm sick of average white guys commenting on football. He said, y'all not even good at football. He goes on to say, can we please replace the Pro Bowl with an all-black versus all-white bowl so these cats can stop trying to teach me who's good at football. I'm better than your goat. Yeah, listen. He's listen. Remember, he lost that. What color's Tom Brady? I no, forgot. No, no. But let's let's just just talk about the person. You know, maybe this is a cry for help. He's been struggling for a while. Remember, he lost his um, Russell uh, endorsement of a million dollars a year when he was playing because he said something about Farrakhan or said something about uh, the Taliban or in nine eleven. You know, I have to research the, the comments. But he lost his. So this is a guy that has been saying extreme stuff. And I don't condone what he says. Um, so what I'm saying is, please, like, you have to take whatever comes out of his him or his camp um, with a grain of salt because he's not seemingly been well uh, making crazy statements like this. Remember, he was as a player. Remember, the Steelers reprimanded him. And he lost a million-dollar endorsement deal because of those statements. I'll find it for you if you want me to. Yeah, no, I, I, I didn't have that history. I didn't yeah. know that, and I'm yeah, glad he, you were able to explain he, that to a lot of people. Yeah, he's not mentally well. Because he, he's, he's a extremist. You think? Yeah. You talk about a divisive thing to say. Yeah, I mean, he he played he played with a white quarterback that won a Super Bowl with him. No. I think he won a Super Bowl. Was he, was he appreciative? I don't know. But you're talking about a league that has a guy named Christian McCaffrey, mm-hmm. who who is arguably the MVP of the league this year, and plays the same exact position that Rashad played. So yeah, you know, but he he would say Adrian Peterson was better. I mean, they, people that think like this is naive and you know want to put race into it. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, you can't, you can't, you can't. Well, it's just divisive. It's simply divisive. It's yeah, what so, it is. So instead it of is. appreciating and you know, I don't know why, athletes. And, and I don't know why he he's probably responding to some idiot on on no, another. No, it wasn't a response. It was just a tweet. But you don't. But you don't know what he's responding to, right? He's because, responding to watching football and seeing in studio people that are commenting. That are former players. Well, it's a lot of black players commenting too. I know. That's what I'm saying. But he doesn't have a problem with them. It's only people that look like me. Which, again, this is the world we live in. And it's on both sides. And I've always tried to tell people this. When they talk about racism, racism is not a one-sided thing. It is multifaceted. But it only seems to go one way. A tweet like this, 
A tweet like that, boy. He's already been canceled, so it's not to Would destroy him. some people's lives. But you got to understand, it's nothing to cancel for him. He already, he, the one endorsement, he was making a million dollars off an of endorsement. Rashad mm-hmm. Mendenhall, who's not a Adrian Peterson, who's not a um, um, Willis McGahee or Clinton Portis, right? He was making a million dollars. All right, well, five, I, ten I, years I, ago. Let's get off this then, I, then, because you explained it perfectly, and that yeah. that allows me then to understand that. All right, there, there is a background to this, so yeah, no, argue we'll with leave crazy it. Person. it. That's what it is. So we'll let crazy just stay with crazy. Uh, but let's also look at what happened down in New Orleans uh, in a Giants game that had a lot of anticipation behind it because it felt like a winnable game. Yeah, it Derek felt Carr like has a been game bad, at, right? And the Giants' defense has been playing very well, and Tommy DeVito had the offense moving a lot better. And you thought, if they could win this game, yes, it's tough to think about playing the Eagles twice, but you stay alive in this thing, and you feel like if you could just sneak a split against the Eagles team that hasn't been playing great, Jalen Hurts is sick. We don't know if he's going to – do we know yet if he's going to play tonight? So, anyways, the the thinking was, man, if they go down to New Orleans and win that game, this Tommy DeVito thing, this is – something special is brewing here. And then the game started, and that offensive line had a hard time against a Saints defensive front that was making it a point to get to the quarterback, mm-hmm. to beat him up, to take away his ability to run. Yeah. They beat him up, and then they did the, the Paisan thing with the hand yeah. a lot. Yeah. So, Bart, was okay. this like the end of Linsani? Was this that, that, okay, reality has set in, and this not only this team, but this kid is not going to be like some special, second coming special thing? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's always a market correction, and I think you know his agent trying to be loquacious and all that type of stuff, being on the sideline looking like a, looking like a leprechaun, um, sitting up there made it worse for him. Made it worse for his client by his comments. Sometimes you just gotta let sleeping bears lie. Now you understand that now the he he he's got to play Philadelphia. So do you expect him to look good in two games against Philadelphia? He might look good against the Commanders. But do you expect them to look good against a team uh, who might lose tonight because their quarterback is severely ill? So that means mm-hmm. that um, they have to win, win out to be able to go. And to win out, they got to beat the Giants and, and, the, and the Commanders because even if they lose tonight and, and, and they win out, they still win the division even if them in Dallas wins to, you know, has the same record because they'll, they'll win because of all these complex um, tiebreakers that I'm not going to explain to our listening audience. Please don't. But if they lose tonight because Jalen Hurst is severely ill, got worse overnight, we yep. don't know if we're going to see Marcus Mariota tonight, which we know what that can look like. It can be a disaster if anybody watched the quarterback's club or whatever the hell that Netflix things was last year. So that means that, you know, Tommy DeVito going to get that real action when it, when a team that needs a first-round buy is going to need that game and not overlook the Giants because they need those games to win the division. So that means he's going to get the best that Philadelphia has to offer in two and three weeks with that offensive line. Let's see how he fares. I think it's a market correction. I think it's over. Barbecue chicken. Wow. 800-993-776. So Brian Dayball, who yesterday after the game, and it's a fair question to ask with Tyrod Taylor back and healthy with the team, is if he was going to stick with um, Tommy DeVito going forward as his quarterback after that performance. And he said yes. And he said the kid has earned it. So this morning, Brian Dayball speaking with the media, talking about DeVito's performance from yesterday. I thought there were some things that we could have done around him to be better, but there's also, you know, some throws that he wishes he had back. And that is true, but still, 
I like that he said what he said. Things we could have done better around him. Bart, I don't think the kid ever had a chance. They were bringing the house against him several times, yeah. and he was overwhelmed. And anytime he tried to use his legs, there was somebody waiting for him. They game-planned for the quarterback mm-hmm. probably the first time ever that he's been game-planned for, and it took him completely out of the game, and the Giants couldn't do anything offensively. So what do you think Philadelphia is going to do next week? Right. Oh, he, he can't handle pressure. Let's sit in the house. Let's see if he can find the open receiver. And let's see if he doesn't start seeing ghosts when we – Put some put Yikes. some of these right L's on his on his on his backside and put mm-hmm. him down. If you want to run, we'll have somebody waiting for him. Let's see because we don't have to really respect any of these receivers. None of these receivers we respect them, but we don't fear any of them. We will match our guys up man to man and see if this kid can can find it and throw an accurate ball. He was sacked seven times, but Saquon Barkley was also taken out of this game. Saquon only rushed for for fourteen yards in this game. That's it. He only had two catches. It was very minimal impact by Saquon Barkley in this game as well. And that's supposed to be your main weapon. So the Saints defense was phenomenal. And then Derek Carr was I mean, he was good. I, I wouldn't say not great, right? He was I thought he was really very efficient. If we decide Derek Carr, man, we'd be so pissed off right now. But if you think about it, that third quarter everything turned. When, you know, Carr got them down the field a couple of times and the Giant offense just could never do anything. So that, the reality is what it is, right, with what the Giants are. I mean, I, I, you know, that's why when we were talking about both games were depressing. But from both from the perspectives of both franchises, I don't know if you were feeling the same way. The Giants just looked like a game they could have won and then you realize, okay, we definitely overestimated what they are. The Jets... It just reminded you of just how awful things are. Like, I still feel like with the Giants, unless you got to correct me if I'm wrong, but at this point, even after that loss yesterday, I don't look at the Giants and think, oh, they need to get rid of, you know, whether it's Kafka, whether it's, it's Wink uh, or even Dable. Like, I don't look at it and think they've got major problems at the top of the organization. But the Jets, Miami, a rival, a division rival, and you looked as unprepared as possible. But I just beat How them. is that? I, I just, it blows my mind. And that's why I feel like the Jet loss was a lot more. It wasn't as if you thought they could win and all that stuff. It was more of just how it looked. The well, Giant loss, 24-6 is ugly. But it, it, it doesn't make me think, oh, they need to make sweeping changes with the organization. But this is why I try and tell you that they're eerily similar, right? 24 points from, you know, uh, the Saints is pretty much like 30. Thirty from the from the from the um, highest scoring team in, in football is like twenty four, right? And the reason why you thought the Jets could win is because it was ten six going into halftime before the fail Mary, right? When you talk about the first matchup, yes. So you're just like, okay, well, without Tyreek Hill, without all these other guys, maybe we can fare better. And now we don't have Tim Boyle out there. We got Zach Wilson who we had just saw, like, you really can't take the credit away from the offense and what it was able to do the week before, putting up 30 on the other side. But what it, what it makes you, like, say is, well, what does McDaniels have over Sala that he can destroy his defense? Because when his defense matches up, they find ways to get her done. So much motion. I mean, they just, they're constantly moving people. Yeah, and they, and they attack the left side. Yeah, but let's stay on the Giants part of it. Yeah, yeah. We we spent an hour on the Jets. No, no. Staying on the Giants is again like when you look at when you look at where they are, 
Do you agree with with Dable sticking with Devito through the rest of the season? As we know, they've been eliminated too. Yeah. So there's there's nothing you're really playing for at this point. Do you stay with him because he, as Dable said, he earned it. Yeah, he earned it. He earned it. He he scrapped. He won. Like you know, Tyrod Taylor, unfortunately, you know, get hurt, hurt the ribs against the Jets, all that stuff. But you know for a fact that maybe Tyrod won't be here. You want to see if Danny Devito is the guy. Right, and see the guy that can be the backup and and be at a much cheaper rate. So it's important for him to get as much experience as possible. Tyrod Taylor, you already know who he is. You already know that he's a guy that's capable of playing. You know he's a guy that's been hurt, but he's a guy that started in his league. He's a guy that's backed up in his league. So you got all the information and intel you need about Tyrod Taylor to make a decision going forward. But you need to figure out if this guy's made of the stuff. Now he's been knocked down, sacked. Teams are figuring him out. He's going to go into a gunlet. You're going to find out what he's made out of. Will he stand up? Will he, if he gets punched in the face, will he stand up and punch back? Those are all the things you got to figure out about this kid because if so, then he'll be your backup next year and you can let Tyrod Taylor go, which puts you maybe like $4 million back in your pocket where you can go out and dress other needs in the free agency. That's the thing is the confidence because, you know, Daniel Jones does have a history of getting hurt. That is true. So you, you're going to need somebody that can step in and and play well enough to right. survive. And if you've learned it, you learned it you know, with the Jets. But at least I think too. DeVito has sh- – look, his numbers – like if you look at it from big picture, because, again, he, he was sacked a lot. He was under a lot of pressure. There were a couple of throws. Though the one to Waller, obviously, that was a bad throw, and he knows it. But when you look at it overall, did he turn the football over? Like nope. was he throwing picks left and right? You know, he got sacked seven times, but he's still for 20 to 34 – like he still like gave you you know 170 again not not the numbers don't blow you away but I don't look and think man he looked like he was terrible and it's a I rookie he was co- terrible and, and it's a rookie quarterback too so like you give him no you give him that grace he's a rookie now, let me, he, now he I know play you at a high level and he's he's been able to be you know get opportunities now you as a defensive player especially a guy with your personality I'm sure there were times you played against whether it was a running back or a quarterback who had some type of swagger about them mm-hmm. that you would use against them because that's what the Saints were doing the whole thing like the, a lot of the players even talked about it that it was something they wanted to have fun with and I thought DeVito had the great response when he's like yeah you know that's that's football you know that happens like you're going to do something and then sometimes it comes back to you like you said earlier something what makes you laugh can also make you cry do you remember um, anybody, any opponent you played against where you did something like that, where whether it was your team, if they sacked him, would do whatever that quarterback did. You know what I mean? Like, was there something yeah, like their, that that you were a part of? Do their dance or something like that. Yeah, yeah. How much is that talked about in film? I mean, when you uh, sit in film and watch and prepare, do guys say like, oh, we're going we're, we're gonna to do oh, that on him? Oh, that's any player. Oh, oh, this this guy? They, they think he's something? All right. I mean, yo, Reggie Bush, I already told you how I tried to fight Reggie Bush. He ran from me. and they, Never mind. But, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like, all the time. Reggie Bush, they were making a hype train by Reggie Bush. Like, all right, wait till yep. you see us. All right, you talk about, you know, Antonio Gates. You talk about San Diego LT. You know what I'm saying? We was doing the right. – um, we was making fun of LT. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you could be LT against everybody but us. Like, so, listen, when, 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 I, when I did the whole can't wait, you know, I missed a tackle. Somebody said, can't wait, can't tackle. You know what I mean? Or they were, can't wait, can't wait. <laughs> right? So, that's it, too. You know what I'm saying? So, it's all good. That's, that, that's the league. That's the league, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, but what I'm saying is a lot, a lot, of, this is for, a lot of this is for his, uh, his agent, man, because he's, he's trying to be the guy. But your, oh, yeah. but, your, but your player is the one who got to deal with the smoke. 
And again, on the Giants, it's not about it's not about Tommy DeVito, but it's just similar to the Jets. It's like here in New York, can we can we ever find solid offensive lines? It has been a long time. Both teams, you know, you had the the O'Hara's and the Deals and the Sneeze and the McKenzie's. Like those guys made up a, a, a offensive line that when it got right and got healthy, they could win a Super Bowl. They protected Eli. Yeah. You guys, that offensive line, when you guys were going to the championship games year after year, you had solid offensive lines, Hall of Famers on your offensive line. We had the best offensive line in football. Yeah, and now, but all these years Bill later, Callahan though was a great coach. Yeah. It can well, you also need that. But th- all these years later, what do you have? But another one, like the Giants have given up seventy six sacks this season. That's the fourth most since the AFL NFL merger. The fourth most, and we're not done with the season yet. <laughs> and the Saints. And by the way, it, it's not as if the Saints were the the second coming of the New York Sack Exchange, right? They came in with 23 sacks, which was the third lowest in the league. They don't do that. And yet, they got seven against the Giants' offensive line and the Giants' offensive scheme. And that's what Dable means by we should have been and could have been better around him. How we? I know everybody wants to talk about in the draft. The Jets are going to have, and the Jets and Giants are both going to have top ten picks. They both right now. take a lineman, too. Well, I mean, don't you think? The Jets and Giants are 6-7 and right now in the draft order, and there's still three weeks to go, so they can certainly certainly improve their standing, right? They're not going to get better than the top four. The best they could do is a a fifth pick because they already have five wins. So Washington, I doubt, is going to win. Arizona, New England, Carolina, they're not moving anywhere. But still, are you sure the Giants should take a quarterback? Are you sure the Jets should take... A quarterback. Depends Everybody that said they should take a quarterback. Are you crazy? Take the best offensive lineman. Build a line. You have to. These two teams have awful here, protection the, of their quarterbacks. Here, here's, the, here's the deal. Both of these guys um, have quarterbacks, at least for next year. So if right. You, go, you have Rodgers. you got to admit. Yep, you have Rodgers. You, you, you have Daniel, Daniel Jones. Jones. So if you and, draft, and Tommy DeVito, Tommy DeVito so, is your number two. The Jets don't have a so, number two. So if you draft a quarterback, right, he doesn't have to play. You can build an offensive line after your 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 guy leaves. You can start building more pieces. He's not under any no, nobody quarterback. Whether the Jets or Giants take a quarterback, will have to do that. But if you pick right on a quarterback, you're good for probably the next fifteen years. Or 13 wait a second, years. I got to stop you there. Okay. If you the Jets take a young quarterback, the yep. Giants take a young quarterback, and your offensive line mm-hmm. still has problems, that he's kid has no chance no, to no, develop. No. He's not. He's not going to play. You can still start on building. You talk about O'Hare and all those guys. Dale. How many of those guys were draft picks? I'd have to go back and check. Well, o- I don't o- know off the top of my head. I don't think at least three of them wasn't drafted by the by 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 the Giants. I know O'Hare used came from Cleveland. You see what I'm saying? Okay. So yeah. that means that means that you can also improve the line by spending some money, right? So it's it's more than one way to skin a cat. But if you if you go get if you go get a, a quarterback and he's C.J. Stroud, you can build that line around him, especially if he doesn't have to play the first year. You can build that De- offensive line yeah. around him. Deal was a Giants draft pick. He okay. Was. Okay. Yeah, but O'Hara wasn't. You're saying? Nope. He was yeah. in Cleveland. All right. well- all right. Well, still, Snee was obviously another draft pick there, but he damn near was a you, free agent. Was he a free agent? You, do, but you don't need He's undrafted. Oh, Snee wasn't drafted. I thought he was drafted. Okay. Anyways, you don't need 
to to draft five offensive linemen. That's not my point. Right. But you also know how expensive offensive linemen are, and you know that you've got to get them young while they're still they still have their knees under them, right? Yeah. So that's my point. If you can get the best, you get the best. And the need is not at quarterback right now. It's but not. But you're, but you're talking. But you're talking about a team. I didn't say you don't Gi- go out no, and get, no, a, get no, a free agent no, lineman what, too. What, what, I think what, you do both. What I'm saying is your line is so bad. You need more than one. You're talking about a team in the Jets and Giants that have spent three, two first round draft picks on two offensive line, offensive linemen, and only one is only one. Actually, the can, Jets have spent three. Right, right? Becton, Vera Tucker, and Tipman. Right, so that's three I'm, draft picks, and right. it actually is is was Mitchell a pick too? No, but that's fourth round. I'm talking about high end picks. You're like talking about high, yeah, you're talking about first round, yeah. Right, and the Giants on Neil, Neil, Neil Hernandez was the third. He, he's yeah, not Thomas, even on the team anymore, and Thomas, Thomas and was the first, top five. Yeah. So, so mm-hmm. how's that working out for you? I understand. So, so, so I rather I much rather go get if I can get the cheap quarterback, I'll figure out another way to try and, and build my offensive line because. If you get a good quarterback, you don't expect to be in the top ten for a long time, right? Like if you if you draft uh, Trevor Lawrence, if you draft I've Trevor seen, Lawrence, I get it. But I've also seen where these two these teams have taken young quarterbacks and then they're running for their lives. They have no <laughs> chance to survive. Sam Donald had no the same, the chance. Same, he was seeing same, ghosts. The same thing that you're saying, Allen. I can say the same thing. We've seen both teams spend high draft picks on offensive uh, linemen, and the, and the quarterback's still running for his life. Let me ask you this question. Mark Sanchez, and I know he was a high draft pick, but with a really good offensive line, could you, could you, have, you could survive with a young quarterback how, how, because he has time? But, but with a great but with a great quarterback, no, no, don't smile because I, I'm about to hit you right back in the face. Okay. With a great quarterback that gets sacked nine times, he can still take you to the Super Bowl like Joe Burrow. So smack, smack, back at you. Joe Burrow was a number one pick. Oh God! Okay, <laughs> you don't have the number one. Okay, pick. okay, okay, Le- okay, Lamar Jackson. Okay, Josh Allen. Uh, Lamar is special. Okay, Josh know. Allen. He hasn't won a Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> smack, smack, right back at you, son. Smack, smack. All right. We got calls at 800-919-3776. Of course, we'll get back to those. A lot more to get to. But coming up, we have audio files and a lot to go around the NFL with, as it was a very interesting weekend in the NFL with more game, with another game to play tonight. But first, Bart, tell us about BetMGM. Yeah, BetMGM, the king of sports books, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM reward points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Plan a trip to Las Vegas. You can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM reward points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resort properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM and GameSense reminds you to play responsibly and offers resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for T's and C's. Must be 21 years or older to wager and physically present in New York only. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, help us available call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY at 467-369. 
Gordon Damer at the 98.7 Tullamore Dew Sports Desk. So yesterday, Zach Wilson goes down. Trevor Simeon gets back in there, and it was a total mess against Miami. Now the question is, what did the Jets do moving forward? Earlier this morning on DPH and Rothenberg, Rick and Dave were talking with Rex Ryan and asked him, should the Jets let Aaron Rodgers come back this season? Oh, hell no. Come on. Sometimes you got to protect him from himself. Look, I know he's competitive as hell. What the hell are you coming back to? That, Like, no. That 100% absolutely not. We can't protect you. So absolutely, you're not coming back. And right now, quite honestly, Aaron has got to be smart enough to know, well, you know, there's no chance of that. And that is brought to you by Tullamore Dew when it's game time. It is Tully time. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew Irish whiskey during tonight's action. Glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly. Coming up 3 o'clock, it's the choice in New York sports talk. It is the Michael K. Show. Among their guests today, Jets head coach Robert Sala. And it's only here on 98.7 FM. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. And you know what's crazy? He just did this. He was beating on the table like old school, like when you're at your lunch table. You know what I'm uh-huh. saying? So whoever did this added in pr- production to it. Because the original, he just he just sitting there. He just, just messing around? Yeah, just messing around. You know what I'm saying? And the fact that, yo, I understand, listen, <laughs> DMX is a thug, man. How many thugs you know know all the all the reindeer? Yo, he had no issue with that. Like, you, he hit every note. He hit it all. And I can't name the, all of them. What? You I can't, can't name all No. All right, come on. Try it with me, Ralph. You know. Rudolph, that's it. No, no, no. Come on. You know. Dasher. No, no, come on. Say it with me. Dasher okay. and... Okay, Dasher. Okay. And... Prancer. No, no. Uh, it's no Prancer. Dan- well, yeah, Prancer's next. It's da- Dasher and Dancer, then Prancer and... That's... Bro, that's it. Uh, this is the one you should know. Rudolph. No, no. Vixen. Okay. Never knew. Comet. Cupid. <laughs> How many people know Comet? Cupid? Donner. I thought Cupid was like the love thing. And Blitzen. Nah. How many of them is it? Well, seven? That, who's the most famous reindeer of all? Well, Rudolph. Is it okay, seven? That's all. I, I, did, well, I wasn't counting. It's nine? It's not, Damn. It's, nine. Mm, it's a lot. That's what I'm saying. He, he was either the thug. <laughs> <laughs> like some, some people's families are really, really into uh, Christmas. I'm not. No. It just never Thanksgiving, really thanks, thanks, Thanksgiving is my favorite because. Yeah, I understand. Because you know, like, other people just use Christmas one to, you know, 
some families don't don't get to celebrate it. They they commercialize it and made it about what you get. You know what yeah, I'm but that's again. You, I feel like this. We could get so caught up in what everybody else is doing, or we could just enjoy it for what we want to enjoy it for, and not worry about that it's being commercialized. I don't care. It doesn't affect me. It is still special to me and my family in the way we do it. Yeah. So there's all this. Oh, you have to have this, and you have to do that. No, we don't. We do what we do. Yeah. For me. Right? For me. For me, it was like. In my family, like I felt like Thanksgiving, more people got together. I felt like on Christmas, more people yeah. get their stuff, and kids don't want to go over somebody else's house because I just got my new PlayStation. I want to play you're my PlayStation, right. so I want to get up and go eat dinner. I'm, 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 That's why I'm breaking Christmas in my games. Day, it's, you're right, and I think Christmas morning for a family is the most intimate experience because it's just the family yeah. it's yeah. just everybody together and then later on maybe other you know relatives come over and stuff like that but that's what i thanksgiving you're right thanksgiving's the collective everybody all day gets family. together all day and you just you fill the house with all kinds of everybody's eating and having fun you're right you're absolutely right they are different mm-hmm. but there's different ways to celebrate it. anyways like i said i don't like getting caught up in what everybody else is doing or what's being done about i don't care it's what i do right like i don't need to follow your script I got mine, and that's what we do. We make our own traditions, and that's how we do them. Anyways, enough of that. It is time for us right now to step aside and let the headline makers do the talking in the segment we like to call Audio Files. The Audio File. And Bart Scott, Audio Files is brought to you by a new friend of the show, All-American Ford. Mm. Been a longtime friend of the station. But now, I'm part of Bart and Han, and we love All-American Ford. So anyways, let's get into some what happened uh, over the weekend in the NFL. And there was a lot of things, including the Dallas Cowboys. You talk about a comeuppance game. The Dallas Cowboys got boat raced up in Buffalo. I said it, too. 31-10. to Good Lord. I said it. If anybody watched me on first take, they, they, mm-hmm. they heard me say all that. That when they well, get that crowd noise and that college atmosphere and you don't have the confines of being able to get your snap count out, make all your adjustments. Jerry World. Yep. Watch what happens. Well, it's funny you say that because in Jerry World, they're 7-0. and But everywhere else, they're now under 500. They're 3-4. and Mike McCarthy talking about the Cowboys' road issues. I don't think anybody expected to, to play uh, the way we did tonight. Uh, they played well. I don't want to discredit their performance, but yeah, we we, we got to be we got to be much better on the road, regardless of what's in front of us and all the other conversations, because uh, there's too big of a gap between home and away. I mean, can that be a real problem for a team, especially if you're going to have to play on the road in the playoffs? Yeah, and listen, also when you get you get exposed, you're like Bart. Well, how did they get exposed? They've been trying to run around with a 205-pound linebacker, and they're like, okay, we're going to make this linebacker play linebacker. Come on downhill. Here we go. Here's Dawson. Here's Deion Dawkins coming around. Did you see the one time where he pushed the dude back like 20 yards and then landed on oh, top of him? What, like, what Deion Dawkins did was that was almost back, remember, um, uh, the, the blind side. Yeah, 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 yeah. the bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the Cowboys still clinched the playoff berth. Yeah, good So the, despite the loss, they yeah, are in, luck. so – it's them and the Eagles. The Eagles play tonight. The Eagles are ten and three. Cowboys are ten and four. So still the two of them atop, and then the Niners won. So they're very much in control now. The top seed in the NFC. But on the Bills side, that was an important win for them as they now are eight and six, and they still are trying to fight their way into the top seven to get a wild card. But meanwhile, have you seen this? So uh, you know another team that we've been keeping an eye on the Houston Texans. 
They get a win um, against the Titans. In first of all, it started out where the Titans looked like they were going to upset another team. Yeah, but the 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 Texans come back and win this game nineteen to sixteen. But if you watch this game, and I was in a bar in Santa Monica watching these games, and as we're flipping around, there's a million TVs all over the place, and we're all in this place, and we're all like taken aback because we're watching in Houston. There's one team that's wearing Texans gear. Then there's another team wearing Houston Oilers uniform. And we're like, hang on a second. How, we got the, the Houston Texans versus there? the Houston Oilers. Yes. <laughs> and so the old school Oilers stuff, which is the Tennessee fight. Titans, because yeah. the Titans left uh, Houston, moved to uh, Tennessee. Right. And that's what they became eventually by 1999, the Titans. So it was a weird thing, and it was something that D'Amico Ryans uh, explained for our guys, it's really not about uniforms. I mean, for us, it's about being effective when we're on the field, doing what we're supposed to do to go win a game. We really don't care what we're wearing or what the other team is wearing. It's about us playing good football. Well, yeah. that might be the case from the coach, but all the players and especially the fans were annoyed that the Titans chose that game to wear Houston Oilers gear. J.J. Watt <laughs> tweeted this after the game. We get the uniforms back. That's how this works. I don't make the rules. No, you don't get it back. <laughs> you don't get it back because guess what? We left. Just like when just like when the Baltimore Colts left and went to Indianapolis, they didn't say, hey, now what happens is does the players does the players want to be a They changed their logo, they changed their they changed everything. So it it's so weird no, 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 that no, then, no, all right, now I'm going to start no, wearing. No. We're going to play in Houston and wear the uniforms no, we used to wear no. when we used to play here? No, no, no. Those, so are, th those are their throwbacks. When you take the organization, you take their history with Why you. Why would you wear it in that game? That doesn't make to, sense. To, to, to be funny. Because okay. we, well, like, we're more Houston well, than y'all. Who got the last laugh? They got the, the last laugh. But I, but I tell you what, though. Like, you know, we had, we experienced this in Baltimore, right? Um, so, like, Giant United, Lenny Moore. Um, all those guys, uh, Mackey, um, right. they would never go to Indianapolis to be honored because they said that they played for the city of Baltimore. So it was a big controversy, and they still refused to go there. You know, we've lost Mackey and Johnny Unitas, right? But Lenny Moore is still here, and he won't go to anything there. He still supports the Ravens because he supports the city, not the particular team and the name of the team because those changed. So basically, Houston, Texas, when they came in, were an expansion team, and the Ravens were an expansion team, even though everybody that was a part of the Ravens, Ted Marcher Brode and everybody came over and brought the history with them from Cleveland. Art Modell uh -huh. could never go back to Cleveland. And so when the Cleveland came back, they were essentially an expansion team, even though they were a brand that was already right. here. Yeah. yeah so no, lots of digest. Lots it is digest. a lot. Similar to what, like the Charlotte Hornets, they were the Bobcats because yeah. the Hornets moved to New Orleans and then eventually became the Pelicans. Once they became the Pelicans, the Bobcats said, we want Hornets back. And so they were able to work that deal out. So me, it's, it's the strangest thing. Hornets history is connected to two franchises now because right. the Pelicans have Hornets. I mean, Chris Paul was a Hornet. Right. Right. But in but Hornets in Charlotte, their back their their throwback is the Bobcats because that's a, uh, whatever. So yeah. it does happen. It's kind of strange, but that's what happened in that game. If you were watching, and you wonder what the hell's going on. That's what was going on. But the Houston Meanwhile, Oilers are playing the Houston Texans. Yeah, yeah, it's like it was bizarre. Meanwhile, the Forty ers once again taking care of business 
and you figured they were going to beat Arizona, and they certainly did. Mm-hmm. Brock Purdy passed Dak Prescott right now as the favorite to win MVP. Hmm. ESPN Bet has now Brock Purdy. He went for four touchdowns, no interceptions, another clean game for him. Three games that he has this season with four passing touchdowns and not an interception. Tied for the most in a season in 49ers history. Steve Young and Jeff Garcia, the other quarterbacks, not Joe Montana, by the mm-hmm. way, uh, with the other quarterbacks who have done that. So McCaffrey and Debo go for five touchdowns combined. First teammates in NFL history to have five rushing touchdowns and five receiving touchdowns in a season. Huh. That's nuts. So McCaffrey should be the favorite to be MVP. All right. It's funny you say that, Brock Purdy, because this has become a discussion. Trent Williams wouldn't answer the question after the game, so Brock Purdy was asked that question about who he feels would be, you know, should be the MVP. His answer? Dude, I think... I think Christian should be MVP. I think I, I really do believe that. You know, he does everything for us, runs the ball well, can catch the ball. He does everything. And so, in my eyes, that's an MVP. Right. Brock Purdy wouldn't even be the MVP. He wouldn't even be in the top three as far as MVP on his own team. It's McCaffrey, Trip Williams, and Debo. And then you might go Fred Warner. <laughs> like, it's like, what? We, then you might go Bosa. Like, come you on, give man. Him any credit though for just accuracy and and, and no, not I, 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 like give him any credit at all? We've seen Jimmy G do the same thing. Not maybe as high of a level, but then right. Brandon Ayuk wasn't who Brandon Ayuk was when 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 uh, Garoppolo was here. Now, did Jimmy now, G now, have Ayuk, now, now, huh? Did Did Jimmy G have Christian McCaffrey last did year? He come over, yeah. yeah, last year before he got hurt again. Okay. All right. Remember, so, Jim G was with him last year, and he got hurt. No, I, yeah, yeah. That's, okay. I thought Brock had taken over by then, but maybe you're right. See, so so like that's a that's the whole thing. That's why yesterday was such a bad day for Tyreek Hill, because he would have been closer to 2,000, and then we can we can we can put this to bed. Um, yeah, good point. it's one of right. So like it was bad because he wasn't able to add to his total and have another. If 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 Waddle went for 142, Tyreek probably would have went for 200. Could you imagine? Maybe it would have been 60 nothing. All right, anyways, that's Audio Files brought to you by American Ford. The All-American Ford Auto Group is the number one volume Ford group in the Northeast. Huge locations in Paramus, Hackensack, Old Bridge, and Point Pleasant. Shop allamericanford.net. 800-919-3776. We'll get back to your calls. Who should be the MVP? Should it be McCaffrey? Could it be a running back? Should it be Tariq Hill, a wide receiver? Or, or does it, it have Lamar- to go to a quarterback? Or should it be Lamar Jackson if he goes in and beats San Francisco and then he beats Miami? If he beats Miami and he beats – Monday night football, you'll have one of the best defenses in the league going up against the Niners. And that offense, next Monday night football is going to be a special night for sure. All right, we have calls to get to and more. And in the 2 o'clock hour, let's get back into it. If the Steelers are dumb enough to move on from Mike Tomlin, is there there any – price that is too high to bring him in to coach the Jets. Is it any coach Barton safe? Huff. 98.7 ESPN. Good point. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. That's the voice of Jason Aldi. Christmas song there, but his highway Desperado tours coming to Northwell Health at Jones Beach Theater. On Friday, July 12th, and PNC Bank Arts Center on Saturday, July 13th. And ESPN New York has your chance to score tickets. All you got to do is go to ESPNNewYork.com, or just, you have it, go to the ESPN New York app. Scroll down to contest, submit your entry. It's brought to you by Live Nation. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. 
800-919-3776 is the number. Let's go to Adam in Totowa. What's up, Adam? What's going on, guys? You guys hear me? Yeah, we got you. Yeah, sorry. I might be a little deaf. My ears are going to pop. I just got off the airplane. Just came back from uh, Duval. Oh, wow. Were you watching the Ravens play, or are you just hanging out in Duval? Yeah, I'm a, Ra- nah, I'm a Ravens fan. I watched them uh, destroy those Jacksonville kittens. Man. Hey, they they lucked out. They they lucked out yesterday, man, with the missed field goals and the, the yep. fumble by Lawrence. I was a little nervous. That's why I get nervous about the Ravens because sometimes was not they don't an look easy game yeah, for the Ravens. And then right. you lose the, the lose the running back. That's a brutal yeah. injury. That one, you know what I mean? I play, I, Mitchell, man. That got yeah, me sick. I play I play yep. with his father, right? So of course, if you're a Ravens fan, you know that I play with his father. Um, yeah. What what scares me with the Ravens, man, is that matchups and styles make fights and. They don't really have that dynamic pass rusher. Manabike in the middle is, is, you know, 11 sacks. But you can't – that's not like he's like Aaron Donald or Quentin Williams. He's not having that type of year, if you know the stats su- suggest that. I just wish they got more from the pass rushing years, whether it was Owe or Jobu, I think, is injured. But, you know, Clowney's having a, a hell of a year. But nobody, like, kind of scares you. They kind of got, like, a solid, good uh, combination. Hamilton is probably the only guy that kind of pops out. So I'm nervous going forward, depending on who they play, if I think they can be able to to hang with them. But Lamar Jackson should be the MVP when you look at the fact that if he wins and goes to beat San Francisco, if he beats Miami, he'll beat two of the top teams um, and and Lamar Jackson with what he's doing because the gaudy numbers aren't there from him running the ball, even though he's close to 1,000. Yesterday, his ability just to buy time in a pocket to throw instead of pass is crazy, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we should be a good for the rest of the year. I mean, Jackson, uh, we got uh, Niners next week. I'm a little scared for that, but uh, the Dolphins are one you should be scared of. Nine and five. I don't know how the Browns are nine and five. I just realized that when they beat the when they beat the Bears, I don't know where that yeah. came from. But but you should see the Dolphins that though, because the, do- game, the Dolphins. Man. Remember what the a Dolphins. Wild game that game was. Remember the Dolphins last year put up like forty on the Ravens in Baltimore. So I'll be. Yep. That's going to yeah, be the real test. We have a whole different team, though. It's a whole, I feel like it's a whole different team, yeah, whole but different you, mentality. Yeah, but you're not better in the secondary than you were last year. You had more depth. I like yeah. Peters a little bit, even though I forget the, the number 21, Stevens kid. Oh, uh, Ben like, Stevens? Yeah, yeah. He, he's playing well. He actually plays better than Marlon Humphreys. He's one of the best quarterbacks. I think he's better than yeah. Humphreys this year. Yeah, Marlon Humphreys looks like he's lost a lot too. of – Yeah, Marlon Humphreys looks like he's taking a step back. But I'm sorry, get to your original point. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I just want to mention that, but I don't know. Yeah, because I was listening to the show. I don't know if you guys mentioned that uh, if um, if Salah were to leave the Jets, if Mike Tomlin was an option. I don't know if you guys mentioned that or misheard it, but uh, I, I think Tomlin, obviously, he's better than Salah. But uh, I don't think he could bring much more than it to the table than Salah could to the Jets. I think they're both defensive-minded uh, coaches, and... I think for the grand scheme of things, I think the best coach to have for an offense nowadays or for a team is just offensive-minded coaches like uh, what um, – uh, sorry. You're talking about McDaniels? Does for, Shanahan does for the, for, for the Niners. McDaniels does for the Dolphins. You know, O'Connell, he, he's been bringing out Kirk Cousins before he got injured. He was having a great statistical year. I feel like that's more of a better coach to have nowadays than – I mean. More of a center-minded coach. See, see, I like that. I mean, I hear what you're saying, 
But at the end of the day, like you look at what D'Amico Ryan's doing, that offense and C.J. Stroud was damn near leading the league in passing, and he was leading the league in damn near passing, and he missed the game. You look at Sean McDermott and what's happening up there with that offense and what that offense have been, you know, it, it wasn't about the fact that he was a defensive coach. He just hired a great offensive coordinator. So it's not always about who's the head coach. The head coach's job is to be able to be a facilitator, also be like a manager, so to speak. So it doesn't matter, like, offense, defense, like – that, that's not an indication. You know, Brian Billick was one of the greatest offensive minds in football, right? So much so that he had the, his, his, his offense had the, the record with Randy Moss and, and, and Carter. But he became the head coach of the Baltimore Ravens where he never defense. had a top 10 offense. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? So, like, mm-hmm. it's not about that. It's about what you inherited. It's the great players that you have in your organization. You have to build around that. It's and not about offense to or defense. Too. Yeah, it's not right. offense or defense. Like nobody scored more points in the last in the last couple in the last four years than the San Diego Chargers. That guy out there, Brandon Staley, is a defensive coordinator. So, so you you got to miss me with the narrative, man, because it's like typecasting people. You know, you know, um, you look at uh, Bill Belichick, one of the greatest defensive minds of all time. Mm-hmm. He won five. He won seven or six Super Bowls. With Tom Brady as a quarterback, the yes. offense that was just – at first it was all about their defense, but then it became about Tom Brady. Right. All right, so this is what we'll do. we got 800-919-3776. We'll go uh, full buffet in the uh, power hour. Let's just do that. Full buffet. We'll take your calls. Jets, Giants, on the NFL in general, or anything else going on in the world of sports, that's what we'll do. We'll open it up to everything at this point. We've, we've had our say on both the Jets and the Giants and what we saw on this overreaction Monday. Your opportunity to give your overreactions, your feelings, emotions, and everything else that comes with it. And also, you'll hear from Aaron Rodgers on Mike Tomlin, how he feels about Tomlin, because if the Steelers are dumb enough, if they really think that it's time to move on from him, and then you say, well... If the Jets make a change, Aaron Rodgers is going to want to have to, you know, you're going to want to make sure he approves it. You'll hear from Rodgers himself on how he feels about Mike Tomlin. That's coming up, your calls and everything else in the Power Hour. But first, Bart, tell us about BetMGM. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM reward points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Plan a trip to Las Vegas? You can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM reward points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resort properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM and GameSense reminds you to play responsibly and offers resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for T's and C's. Must be 21 years older to wager and physically present in New York only. New and existing customer offers. All promotions are subject to qualification eligibility eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, help is available. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY at 467-369. Gordon Damer at the 98.7 Tullamore Dew Sports Desk. Even by Jet standards, yesterday was an all-time rock bottom for the team in a performance against Miami to get shut out. Everything looked bad. Earlier this morning on DPH and Rothenberg, guys were talking with Rex Ryan, and they asked him, is anyone on the hot seat for the Jets? Hell yeah. 
This is the National Football League. This is the win business, not the excuse business. And every damn guy is on the line. And I'm not just talking coaches. I'm talking players, too. So it's every single person's being evaluated. And if you don't think you are, you're absolutely crazy. And that that's everybody. That's the GM. That's the coach. That's all the players. Like, no, this is what happens when you have a horrendous year. This is what happens, not based on one injury. And that's brought to you by Tullamore Dew. When it's game time, it is Tully time. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew Irish whiskey during tonight's action. Glasses up to enjoy Tullamore Dew responsibly. Coming up 3 o'clock, it's the Michael K Show and it's only here on 98.7 FM. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.